Even though our culture continues to tell us to get more, we know that we're already rich. And since God has already blessed us with so much, we can be a blessing to others. Being rich in what matters most. Well, aloha, everybody. Welcome to Christ Center Community Church. We want to welcome all of you, especially here in the Kahalamo campus, our video venue. Let's give God all the glory for all of you here, man. We're so blessed. All of you watching us on the other side of a screen, uh, all over, from all over the world, actually. We're so blessed. This is week number three of our series, Being Rich. And if you haven't seen the first two messages of this series, I will encourage you, go to our website, our uh, ChristCenter.tv, and you watch these messages because we're building principle upon principle. Today we're in week number three. Let me give you a summary of what we have learned so far. Week number one, we learned the good news and the bad news. So all of us here listening, those of you watching us, help me with this. The good news is that we are we're rich. That's right. That's good news. Some of you are like, what? What? Yeah. Compared to the everybody else around the world, right? If you make more than $33,000 a year, congratulations. You're top number, top 1% of wage earners around the world. Isn't that amazing? We have more than enough. Now, we also learned the bad news. Help me out. Those of you watching as well, help me out with this one. What are the bad news? The bad news is that we are that's right, we're rich. And that's bad news, it's bad news. Because our nature, right, is to think that the more money than we have, the more happiness, security, and peace will have. But that's a deception. Only God can give us more happiness and peace and security. Can you say amen to that? You see, the Bible commands us to be generous with our wealth and yet studies after study after study shows this then the more we have the less we give and it also shows that the less we have percentage wise the more we will give that's why for us rich people it is bad news because jesus said to those who much is giving much is expected right and jesus you know wants us not to put our trust in money but on, and possessions, but to put our trust in God because He never fails. That's how we become rich givers. Can you say amen to that? Now, those of you that are new here and you're just watching and you're visiting our church for, for the first time, you're, you're thinking, oh my goodness, we came to church to the giving message. Great. Why in the world we did come? We did come to church today. We could have stayed at home watching the game and all that stuff. And, and I can understand that. You know, sometimes uh, we, we pastors have a bad reputation of always being asking others for money, right? It, it is like the story of, of two guys, these two guys, uh, uh, their boat capsized and they got stranded in a deserted island. And, and one of them is freaking out. He's freaking out. The other guy is so chill no no problem the guy freaking out he's going oh my god we're gonna die we're gonna die we we we, we don't have water and nobody knows where we are we're gonna die and, and i don't understand why you're not freaking out and the other guy is just like well let me tell you this i'm a very wealthy person and, and i go to church every single week i make like a million dollars a month and i give my tithe my pastor will find us that's right. Yeah, that's right. Now, let me give you let me give you peace of mind. Those of you that are like, oh, they're getting their money now. No, no. Let me tell you this. In our church, 
We don't really ask anybody for money. You know, we're not here to ask you for your money. We simply teach what the Bible says. And, and God wants to talk about this very, very often. In fact, let me illustrate um, what I believe is one of our main problems as rich people when it comes to the money talk, okay? It was several years ago. Probably my son, Daniel, was five years old. We were all watching TV. And, for, and um, uh, he goes to the refrigerator gets a bowl of green grapes. Now, I love green grapes. I love them. So he comes with a bowl of green grapes. He sits next to me, and I look at the grapes. And I just stretch my hand to the bowl to grab a couple of grapes. And when, as soon as I do that, he goes... Hey, these are my grapes. And I look at this little guy. Hey, son, I brought you to this world. I can't take you out, you know. <laughs> I, I, I worked hard for, to buy those grapes. I went to the grocery to buy those grapes. Uh, if I want some grapes, I will eat some grapes, right? You forgot something, son. You forgot who allows you to have those grapes in your hand, right? Well, that's exactly what we do with God. Every time that God wants to talk to us and say, Hey, can we talk a little bit about, Hey, this is my stuff. Oh, we forgot that it's God who gave all those, those things that we have, right? So what we're going to do today is we're going we're gonna to talk about this. And because we have so much, yet we're not willing to give back because we often forget the reason why God has given us so much. Now, let me ask you this. Why do you think that God made you so rich? Actually, the Bible tells us the answer. Let's go to the scripture right there in your notes or on the screens you can read with us. 2 Corinthians 9, 11. Let's read it all together. Ready? Go. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. I love this passage. You see, it says, God made us rich so that you can be, so that we can be rich givers. In other words, hey, listen, we are blessed to bless. Isn't that good? You can write that down if you're, you, we are blessed to bless. In fact, why don't you tell the person next to you, hey, 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 dude, we are blessed to bless. Hey, Dudette, we are blessed to bless. Exactly, we're blessed to bless. Now, let's review our key statements that we've been building all through this series. Uh, uh, that's what we've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Uh, let's take a look at our screens. We, first, we learned this, then God has blessed us with more than we need. And we said that we are rich. And then we said, but we will not trust in our riches, but in God who richly provides. Right now. Today, we're going to add a little bit more to that statement, okay? And today, we're going to add this, and you can write these down, because we have more, we will give more. Repeat after me, okay? Because we have more. Okay, let's, let's start again, okay? Repeat after me. Because we have more. Because we have more. We will give more. Oh, you guys watching, you awesome job doing this. That's what being rich is all about. Because we have more, we're going to give more. God made us so rich, so rich, so that we can be more generous, so we can be rich givers. The problem is that is our nature. Our nature is selfish. And the more we get, the more we want for ourselves. So the question is, 
how are we going to become the rich givers that the Bible is encouraging us to become? Well, the Bible is going to show us three things that rich givers do. Number one, write this down, okay? Uh, rich givers give intentionally. Write that down. They give intentionally. They, they're so good. They, they plan it. They pray about it. They're intentional about giving. Now, let me explain what that means because most of us, we know how to be intentional about spending what we have. Isn't that right? Most of us, we know, oh, yeah, we scheme how we can get what we want, right? We say, okay, if I don't eat for a week, I will be able to afford the new iPhone 6 and it's coming next week. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And if I don't drink anything and I just drink water in restaurants for the next six months, I will be able to afford the Apple Watch when it comes out in the market. We are so good, right? In intentionally scheming, planning how to get the stuff that we want, right? Anybody raise your hand if that's you, that's you? Oh, 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 you guys are afraid of this. No, it's okay if you raise your hand and be honest, right? Now, what is rare to find is this. What is rare is to find someone scheming how to give more, right? People then go and say, oh, you know what? If we keep our life simple, if we downsize, and if we create margins, if we didn't buy this thing because really don't, we don't need that thing, oh, this is so exciting, we will be able to give more. We will be able to, to do great things for the kingdom of God, you see? And there's people like that. Here at Christ Center Community Church, we have a lot of people like that. Praise God. They are intentional about becoming rich givers. Now, look what the scripture says. Read it with me. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. All together. Ready? Go. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. Oh, this is so good. I mean, this passage means that we give... Because we have to? No, 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 no. We give because we want to. Okay, we want to give. We don't give reluctantly. Oh, here I am again. Just give this money. No, 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 no. We give cheerfully. We go, woohoo! Offering time, baby! Woo, 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 woo! Let's give, let's give, let's give. And we get excited. We give the, we go with the wave all across the auditorium when the offering bucket goes. We get so excited. We give not under compulsion, right? It's not because somebody kind of out of guilt uh, kind of manipulated us or pressure us to give some. No, 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 no. We, we give because we love God. That's why we give. We give. Because we love God. Tell the person next to you, hey, we give because we love God. Tell them, tell them, tell them. We give because we love God. That's right. Now, <laughs> again, some people may hear this message and they think, oh, you know what? This is what churches guys do. You know, it's kind of manipulation. So the church can get more money from me. Blah, 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 blah. Honestly, let me out. <laughs> Honestly, I am not trying to guilt you or trick you so you can give. You see? I, I, was, I was so blessed. I came from a rich family, wealthy family uh, 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 growing up. And we were used to give. And let me tell you this. We knew that guilt is not really a lasting motivator to give. We know that. Okay. My sincere motivation with this message as a shepherd, as the shepherd of this flock, is to look after the very best for all of you. Can you say amen to that? And, and this message, honestly, is not about getting more from you is actually for you to receive more 
from God. Somebody say amen to that. I want to receive something from God today. Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. And that's why we, ne we need to learn how to be rich givers. So what do rich givers do to be more intentional? They are intentional. How how is it that they are intentional? Well, number two, write this down. The Bible is going to say, then rich givers return to God what belongs to God. They return to God what belongs to God. Now, here is what the rubber meets the road, okay? This is where we can be very practical. And as intentional rich givers, we are going to return to God what belongs to God. So what does belong to him? The scripture says this, Leviticus 27, 30. He says this. In fact, let's read all together. All of you watching, read with me. Ready? Go. A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. A tithe of everything belongs to the Lord. Now, the word tithe in Hebrew means a tenth. Not a tenth but a tenth, 10%, 10 okay? 10% of everything that we earn belongs to the Lord. It is holy. It is sacred. You don't touch it. You give it back to God. And all through the Old Testament, we can see that the people of God, the people that really have intimacy with God, always gave 10% and even more to God. Now, at this point, uh, a lot of people, smart people, will come to me and say, Oh, you see, the tithe is an Old Testament thing, Pastor Fernando. <laughs> well, uh, let me show you what Jesus said, okay? New Testament. Luke. The Gospel of Luke. Not just Luke, but the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 11. Let's look at Luke, okay? Luke eleven forty-two. Let's read it all together. Ready? Go. Jesus said, You should tithe. Yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Oh, Jesus said what? You should what? Jesus said it, baby. It's New Testament too. And if it's there, is it, this is for me. Now, let me ask you something that many of us are probably are thinking right now. Does God have a cash flow problem that he needs 10% of my money? No. Oh, some of you said no. Some of you watching said no. We, we don't hear you, but we know you said no. Okay, that's good. No, he doesn't have a cash flow problem. So why does God want 10% back? Two reasons. Number one, write these down. Tithing teaches me to put God first. That's what tithing is going to do. It's going to teach me how to put God first. Now let me ask, how many of you like pie? How many of you like to eat pie and you're excited because Thanksgiving is a couple of months away and you're just ready? We have pumpkin pie today for our illustration. We're going to get ready. Let me just, let's just show you this. Uh, you've probably seen this before. You, you probably uh, haven't, but let me just um, make the, this point and this pie represents everything that God gives us every month. This is what God says, hey son, daughter, this is what I'm going to give you. This is for you. You manage it. Okay. Oh God, thank you so much. Many of us are managing a system with everything that God gives us. This is what we're going to do. The first thing that we're going to do. Oh, yeah, we need to make our, our, our cut for our housing expenses, right? Because we may, we live in Hawaii, and it has a big, 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 big piece right here. So we're going to cut a really big piece right here. Ooh, and it's going to be kind of a mess because, you know, rent and, and uh, 
and mortgage payment and utilities and insurance and the gardener and come, sometimes comes and sometimes he doesn't come. But that, there we go. There we go. There it is. The housing, the housing side. Okay. Now, oh, that was that looked not that good. But anyway, so next time, next thing that we're gonna cut, we're gonna cut for. Our food, right? Because we need to eat, right? You need to look good. So, okay, we're going to cut a big piece here. And, man, we go to the grocery store and we go like, oh, it's so expensive. So, and then we have to, hey, I, ca- I have to go to the restaurant once in a while, like every day. And then we just go here and we cut a big piece there. And then we say, hey, hey I, need to, I, need to, I, need a, I need a car. I need two. And I need three. You, know, you never know. You know? so, so we got the cut here for the car. And, and some of you, you look good in your car. I mean, the smell of my new car is kind of nice. And the lease payment and the insurance and the gasoline and all that stuff. And, you know, the nice tires. And then you, you could go right in your car and you're awesome. So then you're going to go, oh, yeah, you know, because you've been shopping. So you need to pay your credit cards because you know what? And the good news. Oh, there's a big one here because you have a lot of them. And then, hey, the good news is interest. So you're going to add on it. Good news, you have 19% interest, so you got a great deal. I'm sure you did. Yeah, right? So then you keep cutting your pie, and you're going to go, oh, my entertainment, come on, I need to have fun. I need to have fun and all those things. Hey, I need my cable TV with all my channels and all my stuff and the hula lessons and the piano lessons and the baseball, baseball lessons and, hey, the data plan for my phone because I need my data plan. And you get all that stuff for you, and then, hey, I live myself last. Me, 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 me. I got my clothes, my shoes, my watch, my cell phone, my gym. Oh, this is so awesome. Oh, I forgot about God. Oh, God, that's right. But, oh, God, I'm so good. I'm so thankful that you are so good to me. And, oh, oh, yeah, 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 we're going to give out. That's right, the new church that we're starting over here. And, oh, God, I just, I want to be so generous. And then we come to God. Oh, God, here I am. I love you so much. And you're so good to me. Here I am. This is how most people manage what God gives us. And uh, sadly, that's not how to be a good steward. This is how to be selfish. That's not how to be rich givers. We're giving leftovers. So let's have a redo. What do we do? Okay, okay, God, you're giving me all this. This is what we're going to do. This is how Christ-centered people live. Okay, we're going to go to the Lord and say, Lord, here I am. This is all you have given me this month. I thank you, Lord. I mean, this all comes from you. This is all yours. And you only want 10% back. So this is what we're going to do. First, everybody say first. First, I'm going to cut around 10% of this pie. Okay, 10% right here. Let me see. It's probably right here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to come and the first thing, the first check, the first transaction that I make is that 10%. And then I can come to the Lord and say, God, you're so good to me. I'm putting you first. That's what the tithe does. It teaches us to put God first. Now, isn't that cool how, how this works, how easy we can understand it? Look what the Bible says, Deuteronomy 14, 23. Let's read it all together. Ready? Go. The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. I mean, it's so clear here in the Word of God. The tithe teaches me 
to put God first. Now, the second thing that tithing does is this. It increases my faith in God. Write that down. It increases my faith in God. You see, by giving to God first, I'm building my faith. It doesn't take too much faith to kind of give leftovers, right? But I'll tell you this. It takes a lot of faith to believe then this is going to work. Because many of us, we're struggling already with 100%. Managing 100% is not enough. Are you telling me that now 90% will do better? And I'm saying, absolutely yes. In fact, this is right there in your notes. And this is the principle that we Christ-centered people should live by. And it's right there. And we can read it all together. Ready? Go. 90% with the blessing of God goes further than 100% without his blessing. Oh my goodness, this is so good. You can tweet that or Facebook it. But it's so good. 90 per, look, look, just think about this. 90% with the blessing of God goes further than 100% without His blessing. Wow. That takes a lot of faith to believe. But when we live this way, you will see then every single time, 90% goes farther than 100% without God's blessing. And this is the cool part. This is the really, really, really cool part. When your faith increases in money matters, when you see the miracle of the 90% going farther, it's going to spill in other areas of your life, the more important areas of your life. You're going to believe for things that you never believed for yourself ever before. That's the beauty of this. When you can place Christ at the center of your finances, it will be easier uh, to put Christ at the center of everything else. You see, giving the tithe is for your blessing. It, it will set you free from the selfishness that we all are cursed with in a moment that we come to this world. It will help us to trust more in God than in money and possessions. It is for our own benefit. Now, what I don't want anybody to think is that this kind of message is a message that says, oh, we give to get something. Well, we give so God can give us this. Hey, God, look, I'm giving, I'm giving. You need to give me more and more and more. No, 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 no. That's not what the message is all about. We give because we honor God. We give because we love God. Is that good? Is that, is that an amen? Can I, get a, can I get an amen? Yes. Yes. However, when we, when and you and I are generous, when you and I are faithful to God, when you and I, we give Him back what belongs to Him, the 10%, you watch. You watch when God does more with 90% with His blessing than 100% without His blessing. And rich givers, they know that. That's why they're intentional about giving back what belongs to God. Can you say amen? Now, the third thing that rich givers do, this is amazing. Write this down. Rich givers excel in giving. Excel in giving. Some of you accountants, you're looking at your Microsoft Word and Excel. Oh, I, do, I know how to do Excel. No, but we're not talking about that kind of Excel. We're talking about the increasing. You can grow. You can. This is a journey. You can grow in generosity. Rich givers grow in generosity. They always do this. And it's amazing what happens. Look at 2 Corinthians 8, 7. It says this, but just as you excel in everything, just as you're growing in all areas of your life and more love, more joy, more peace and all those, see that you also grow, excel, you thrive in this area of giving, in this grace of giving. How does that work for you and I? Well, maybe 
you're one of those people, then you know how to be Christ-centered in your finances. Maybe you're one of those that have lived for many years this way. The first thing that you do, you give 10% of your income to God. That's all you do. And you're going, man, pastor, you see, tithing is, is not my ceiling anymore. Actually, tithing becomes my foundation to give. And I want to give more. And some of you are giving more and more than 10%. And praise God for you. I remember years ago when my wife and I, we have a little pie like this. And that was okay. We decided, honey, we have more than enough. 10%. We can give more. Yes, yes, yes. And to this day, every year we try to give a little bit more. Today we're giving probably 15% of our income away. We can cut a first piece that we cut is a little bigger every time because our pie is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we don't need most of the stuff that we get. So we can increase in that way. That's how you excel in that grace of giving. Now, some of you say, man, tithing? Man, it's a ceiling like, whew. Super far away. Because as you <laughs> preach this message, I cannot avoid to, to think that, man, I'm the guy that gives leftovers to God. I've been doing this for years. But you know what? I want to give more. Because I have lived my life with 100% without God's blessing. And it's not working for me. I really need to change something in my life. I need to live the way that you're saying, how can I get started on this? Because I have no clue. How can I start? giving a tithe well the good news is that god is showing us how we can get started and let me show you this in malachi 3:10. this is so cool malachi 3:10 says this he says bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple isn't that cool you bring the tithe now if you do says the lord of heaven's armies read this part with me ready go i will open the windows of heaven for you i will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. He said, God said, put me to the test. You don't believe me? Put me to the test. Count 10% of your pie at the beginning of each month and give it to me first. And see if I will not open the windows of heaven and I put out so much blessing that you will be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I cannot take it. Test me on this, says God pretty amazing i love god i mean he is pretty bold about this he says you don't believe me put me to the test so for years here in our church we have done this this is probably the eighth year then we kind of help people then want to start giving a tithe to put god to the test so what we created is something that's called the tithe challenge okay it's the tithe challenge and let me just tell you how it works first of all the first thing that you need to do you need to sign up and and right now you can Two ways, you can email us at info. You can write it on info at ChristCenter.tv. Or, you know that, that green um, slip in, in, in your notes that you used to contact, contact us? Fill that out. Put your name, your information, and write on it, Tithe Challenge. Write Tithe Challenge. And this is how it works, okay? We're going to give you a couple of weeks to get ready, to look at your pie, to, to, to reorganize your finances, and to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try this and this and this, okay? So, two weeks, starting October 1st, for two months, 60 days, you're going to give God first the 10%. We want to create a special account for you. This is what the tithe challenge does. So, for two months, you are going to tithe, okay? For two months, 60 days. Now, if God doesn't hold true to his promises here in Malachi 3, if he doesn't open the windows of heaven, like he says, and blesses you, 
you can write us back and say, you know what? This thing doesn't work. I want my tithe money back. And we will give it back to you. No questions asked. Got it? Now, this is what we're going to do. You have until December 31st to, to uh, make that request because of accounting things. So you request a full refund, but we will give it to you. No questions asked. In all eight years doing this, no one has done that. Why? Because they have tested and see how good it is. And I see some of you, you're going, oh, yeah, it works. It works. You're not in your head. You're acknowledging, oh, yeah, this thing really works. So I will encourage you, test them. Test them and see if God will not do amazing things in your life. You put Christ first at the center of your finances. You give him 10% and you watch as God will do more with 90% with his blessing than with 100% without his blessing. So let's be intentional, returning to God what belongs to him. Let's excel in that grace of giving. See, many people in our church have taken this challenge. And through the years, we've seen so many people blessed by it. In, in fact, today, you will see in your notes, there's a sheet with four stories, some of the coolest stories that we have. There's dozens of it, uh, but I don't have time to read them all. But actually, I, I received an email not long ago, and, and I just want to, uh, I, I printed it, and, and, and I, I was going to read it to you, but I, just let me just tell you what it's all about. This lady then. Last year, sign up for the tithe challenge. Uh, she has always been, a, always been a Christian, always went to church, but she never tithed because she was always afraid that she will need the 10% later on. So she never gave that money away. So she was always afraid of it. So when last year she hears that the challenge, she goes, okay, I'm going to do this. And she started doing the tithe challenge. At the same time, what was going on is that her son was graduating from UH and he was trying to get into medical school. They couldn't afford a school in the mainland. They only could afford a school here for living, all the living expenses. And they were praying and praying and praying, but he did not make it to UH medical school. He didn't make it to any medical school for six months. And they were devastated. But they, you know what? She felt, I'm going to keep tithing because somehow I believe God is going to bless us in that way. Well, six months later, they were so ecstatic when they found out that they then he did not only get into a medical school. He actually got to one of the best medical schools in the mainland, Duke Medical School. And not only he got there, and the best part of it is he didn't get a loan to be able to go to school. He gets a grant, a huge grant, then puts the price of medical school to the same level, exact to the penny of they could afford in their personal lives. And with that email, she was letting me know, oh, and I'm sending you a check of the 10% of that grant money that God gave us. Because truly, 90% with the blessing of the Lord goes farther than 10% without it. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Now, let me tell you this. You're probably watching us and you may think, you know what? I'm still going to withhold my tithe. I still don't want to do this. You know what? We still love you. You're always welcome here. And God still, still loves you. You know, uh, one of the things that we need to understand, giving money doesn't make God love you more. We need to understand that. We give because we love Him. We give because we believe in His Word. But can you imagine? Can you imagine what would happen if each one of us, all of you watching us, really live according to this principle, this Christ-centered principle of giving God a tithe, the first thing that we do. Can you imagine what would happen? 
Can you imagine what this church will be able to do with all those resources? Rather than one camp agape for kids incarcerated, we can have three, four, five, six, seven camps for many more kids. We can do more missionary work. We can do more things for the kingdom of God. We can provide better things for the God's people if we all can live this way. But the best part, your personal life. Could you imagine what would happen to you? Your faith will grow to places you have never been before. You will be able to see God doing great miracles in your life because you have seen the miracle of God in your finances. You will be able to see great things around you. So I will encourage you. Let's be intentional about giving back what belongs to God. Let's excel in this grace of giving and we will see God doing great things for all of us. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Let's read again our statement as we build it up. You repeat after me, okay? Repeat after me. Ready? Say, God has blessed us with more than we need. We are rich. But we will not trust in our riches, but in God who richly provides. And because we have more, we will give more. In Jesus' name. And that's what being rich is all about. Can you say amen to that? Let's give God all the glory as we receive this message in our hearts. Hallelujah, Lord.